Hey everyone, this is Ed K. Smith from Online Impact and the Domainer Show here with my fantastic host, Mr. Rob K. Hey Rob. G'day mate. And we have the guest of all guests, Mr. Andrew <laughs> Rosner from MediaOptions.com. Uh, Andrew is the founder and the CEO of MediaOptions.com. He is a legendary domain investor in our space. He's won multiple awards as Domainer of the Year, Domain Broker of the Year, won some of those multiple times, been in the game since 2009, sold many, many Three. tens of millions of dollars. Seven. Seven. Sorry? Seven. Okay. Seven. Oh, it's 2007. Okay, 2007. I think Media, I think media Options launched in 2009. Maybe, that, uh, maybe, that's, maybe that's what yeah. it is. And uh, we're just very happy to have him on the show. He's um, uh, one of the top brokers in the world, if not the top. Um, and yeah, we want to get some of his insights and talk about some of the things that have been happening in the world of domains and domain investing and cryptocurrency and all sorts of stuff. So welcome to the show, mate. Great to have you on. Yeah, I'm glad to finally make it, man. I, I, I um, you know... You guys probably think I didn't, you know, I was avoiding you were trying to not, you know, didn't want to come on the show. I'm actually super excited to finally, to finally make it happen. Uh, you know, it's a damn time difference with Australia. I, it's, uh, uh, it's a, a challenge place and such a terrible timing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look, we live with it. it. We take the good with the bad. And, and yeah. we had, we had this conversation with uh, Tess when we were on uh, Domain Sherpa, which Andrew is also the owner of DomainSherpa.com. And uh, we were just saying it's, it's one of the, the great things about it. We're isolated over here in Western Australia where my finger just disappeared. Um, and, yeah. But it's also one of the downsides because anytime we want to travel anywhere, we've got to go for you know, 24 hours to get to anywhere significant that's in the US or Europe. Yeah. Or, so it's, it's all fun and games, as you know, because uh, Andrew uh, lives here and went to university at Bond uh, University. We were discussing yep. before we started recording. So coincidentally, my wife and I, uh, uh, we went to this new little cafe, you know, they, they do like different types of food, like with outside chefs coming and do pop-up things, but it's a great little beer spot. And, um, we went, uh, uh, for the opening and I'm sitting there and, you know, two brothers that, that run this thing. And, you know, I heard the Australian accent. I said, you know, where, where are you guys from? They said, Australia. He said, yeah, I know, but where, where? And, uh, and uh, they were from Gold Coast, and both of them went to Bond Uni. And yeah. uh, it was too funny. I think it was the only first people, you know, Bond Uni is very small. And uh, I think it was the first people I ever met anywhere in the world that were also went to Bond Uni. Uh, there there oh, you go. Claimed, claim to fame. So, yeah. um, so look, as I said earlier, lots of stuff has been happening in the domain industry. We've had a yeah. very interesting last uh, 10 months, to say the least. Um, you've had a momentous uh, interview you did recently um, uh, with Mr. Saylor from uh, Micro Strategies, Michael Saylor, which I think I've watched about 10 times so far. Uh, and as you've seen, I've been commenting a lot on all sort of your posts and Twitter and various things. You know, I, I did the interview and I think I've gone back and watched it three or four times. 
it's, it's so good. yeah yeah we'll, yeah we'll dig into that in, in a in a little while um and we'll also obviously put a link in the show notes for it because anyone who hasn't seen it needs to watch it because i think it is a a watermark event watershed event i should say um so it, rob rob's got a couple of questions to get going off the bat and uh, some things to say so yeah. um i'm gonna hand it over to rob and then we'll go from there well yeah thanks a lot for coming on andrew um you're a rock star in the American and international domain name industry, but for the, for, for the Australians that don't yet know who you are, um, could we maybe talk about um, how you became like a domain investor and, and then started media options and became one of the, the world's biggest domain broker? Um, how did you get started in it all? I mean, it's all pretty complicated, but it's also, you know, the short short version is, is quite simple. I mean, I, I was, uh, let's say if we, let's go all the way back. So I, and the reason I ended up at Bond Juni was because I was studying uh, database development and um, management information systems. And uh, uh, at that time you had this professor at Bond Juni who was the youngest professor, uh, tenured professor in, in Australian history, at least at that point, he was like 26, but we called him wow. database Nazi. This guy was like, wow. Wow. He was some other level, uh, uh, you know, his brain, he, he had a computer for a brain. And um, so anyways, I went there to study under this guy because he was the guru of, of, of database. And, um, and then coming back to the U.S., I started a, a, a little software business with a friend of mine uh, doing what I had learned to do, building these custom databases. You know, this is late 90s or maybe 2001. And, um, uh, you know, very quickly, I realized this was absolutely not what I wanted to do with my life. So then, you know, I graduated college. I have a degree in this thing that I just realized I absolutely, this isn't what I want to do with my life. And I do what any, you know, uh, rational person does, which is go into the seafood business. And, um, <laughs> That's selfish. I, Why not? <laughs> so, uh, you know, that's a whole story in and of itself that, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll save for another day. But, uh, you know, I think on Debate Sherpa, we've got the, you know, a whole episode about that part. Okay. So, yes. Um, yeah. We'll anyways, link to that as well. The, um, uh, you know, I got into the seafood commodity business, which subsequently I, it turned out I loved. I, and to this day, I, I absolutely love the seafood business. It is one of the hardest industries on the face of planet Earth. Uh, all these people that think they have it hard in like, you know, software. And it, like, <laughs> go sell dead fish. I dare you. You know, go, go, go sell dead, stinky scallops to Mr. Inky in Chicago. I, I go have fun, right? Wow. You go do that. And then you're going to do that for a decade, come out and you'll be ready to conquer any industry on planet Earth. Oh, wow. And so, um, you know, in lockstep with all of this, starting in college while I'm studying, you know, management information systems, I'm learning about this consumer internet thing. And, and I'm hyperactive. And so every time I had an idea, I'd buy a domain. Now, we all going to start a business on that. And so I just started buying domains. And so I, I, I got, not that I was buying great domains, I wasn't, but I, I started to understand the internet and, and, and the importance of domains. And, but it wasn't until like 2000, I don't know, three or so uh that i that i sold one um and, and were you buying uh, them all off drops were you getting drop domains or uh, were you reaching out to people yeah so mostly uh, god I, you know i really don't remember the details yeah. basically you know 
up until a certain point, I was just registering domains. And then at some point I discovered like the expired domains or I don't know if it was all expired or if there was already an aftermarket or, or but it was GoDaddy auctions and I started buying domains and GoDaddy auctions. And, um, you know, mostly crap. I, I really just bought a lot of crap. Uh, but it was a very expensive, but incredibly good, uh, you know, master's degree in, in, in what makes a good domain and what makes a bad domain. And um, uh, at some point, you know, a couple of things happened. One was, you know, I got married uh, to my wife, who's German. And she came to live with me in the United States. And when we got, when we did all of that, you know, the, there was this agreement, like, I'll give you four years in the U.S. And then that's it. We're out. Say la vie. And so we did that. And, and that clock ran out. And then that also dovetailed with uh, the 2008 economic crisis, the whole world going to shit. You know, it was just like everywhere you look was depressing. People are losing jobs. Everything's collapsing. It was just. You know, we got rid of our television in 2008 because and I've never had a television since. Because it was just like, oh man, I don't even want this in my life. You yeah. turn on the news and it was just bad news. It was like, Terrible. I opted yeah. out, television in the trash. So yeah. I opted out and, uh, you know, said, oh, I'm just basically ignore all this and go build a business. And, and that's when I launched Media Options. And um, uh, my wife and I, you know, basically spent some time going around the world trying to figure out where do we want to live? We want to leave, you know, we're leaving the United States. Um, you know, we probably would have gone to Europe, except that it was the 2008 financial crisis and Europe was just, you know, it was more of the same. So we were like, all right, forget that. It was also a particularly bad winter. Yeah. So it was very cold. We were like, all right, we're done. If we're going to go do this domain thing. We can be anywhere. Certainly not go to a cold place. So, uh, yeah. you know, we went to the usual suspects. It was like, you know, Mexico, Puerto Rico, uh, Costa Rica, Panama, Colombia, you know, looking at all these different places, sort wow. of, you know, within like, I don't know, let's say 20 degrees north and 20 degrees south of the equator yeah. and, um, and uh, keeping it to the Western hemisphere. So, um, uh, you know, ultimately, uh, my wife stumbled on Panama as being this like expat hotspot or becoming an expat hotspot. And I, I had actually coincidentally been to Panama in 2000-ish or 2001, uh, because a friend of mine from college was from Panama and we used to make fun of him and kind of, he's like, you know, you guys got to come check it out. So I did and, 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 and I loved it. And it was an amazing place when I went, but it was third world, super third world. Yeah. And the place where my wife wanted to go, Casco Viejo, which is the old town of Panama, um, was literally like, you know, a gang controlled cesspool. And, you know, buildings falling apart. And, and she's like, yeah, we're going to go to Casco Viejo. That sounds like a great place. And I was like, you're out of your mind. I've been there. My friend is like, you know, hey, you can buy any of these old colonial buildings, but don't get out of the car, right? <laughs> I, I'm not going there. But we went there. It was exactly what we, she thought it was. And it was awesome. And we signed a lease on the spot, went home, sold our, you know, gave up our job, moved and moved to Panama. It's kind of decade there. And now we live in Portugal. And, uh, you know, as far as the business is concerned, it was like, once I keyed in on, wow, this is a really interesting industry. Um, I, I also realized that I was late to the game. And the only way that I was going to be able to participate in a meaningful way was to have cash flow. And uh, I had a little bit of money from, you know, I was very successful in the fish business, but, you know, for being a 20 something year old kid. Uh, uh, but I, 
didn't have enough money to start building the type of portfolio I wanted. And so I started Media Options as a domain brokerage firm, specifically just to build cash flow in order to fund the acquisition of our owned and operated domains. And, um, and, and yeah. that was it. And that was, that was, that's what we did. And there's been, you know, lots of different structural changes and, 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 and the business has morphed over time and changed and changed the, you know, some of the people that are involved, but it's, um, it's, uh, you know, more or less, that's still what we're doing. Great. Yeah. Never dull, never dull moment. And it looks yeah. like you're, you're living all the places that start with P. So Perth's next. Uh, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome any. Yeah. You're welcome anytime. I started in Providence. And, uh, Providence, Rhode Island. Yeah, that's it. Uh, very cool. So um, now you have been involved, speaking of domain brokering and uh, doing that to generate cash flow to purchase your own domains and build your, your own portfolio. You've sold some some cracker domains, some that we've <laughs> some that we've put here, and you know we we're aware in those who who uh, maybe don't watch a lot of uh, domain videos or domain investing videos. There are some things we can talk about, and there are some things you can't talk about because you've got uh, non-disclosure agreements and things signed with the buyers and sellers of these domains. So um, we'll we'll put a few out there, and you tell us what you can about them because I think they're very interesting i think the first one which is very apt and appropriate for the platform that we're on recording this uh, zoom.com so um that's a that's a big sale so what, oh, yeah. what can you tell us about that one um whether you can tell you know, us it, you know it's tricky i mean um I, I signed an nda with them they signed an nda with me mm -hmm. it was clear uh you know that we were not supposed to be disclosing any the information um, they later released, you know, an SEC filing, which yes. I believe some people found, and yes, that filing said something that the domain sold to the tune of a couple million bucks. Yes, I cannot confirm nor deny. But, <laughs> no, uh, you know, yeah, you're just yeah. that just went in the public record. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that yeah, that uh, wasn't that wasn't you disclosing anything. That was in the public record. Um, so. Uh, can you talk about um, the process of how that all worked out? Can you talk about the, you know, the flow? Like I can't. So what I, there are, it was a, I'll tell you this. It was the most complicated <laughs> deal I've ever done ever. Wow. And believe, okay. believe me, that is saying a lot because I've had some real, yeah. <laughs> real tricky ones. We've had. Um, uh, but uh, it was very stressful. It was a very complicated deal. Not because of my interaction with them, um, which was fairly painless. Um, but it, because of a lot of stuff going on in the background and, right. um, and I, and I did the first chance chances close or discuss any of that, yeah, yeah. but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it was a, um, it was, uh, let's just say unusual circumstances. And, um, uh, I think that we could have gotten it, you know, sold it for four to five times more. Um, huh. and yes, and particularly I, I would have gotten it if I had the, if I had waited, uh, but due to some of these, un, you know, other circumstances, it just didn't, uh, wow. it didn't unfold that way, but you know, look, nonetheless, I'm happy. You know, it, it, it makes me laugh. I'm on zoom every single day. Now <laughs> the entire world knows uh, about zoom. Yeah. Who would have picked uh, it? Uh, yeah. You know, right after we sold this, you know, and, and found out about that they were about to do an IPO, um, 
you know, I had this money manager that I was working with and, you know, I was like, I, you know, you've got to get me into the IPO of Zoom. Cause I actually tried to get some equity in the deal, but they, they wouldn't do it. Yep. But, um, uh, uh, you know, I was like, you've got to get me into, uh, this is Morgan Stanley guy. I was like, you've got to get me into uh, the IPO. <laughs> and, um, you know, I was like, these guys are going to be the next Microsoft. And, yeah. uh, yeah. uh, I didn't, uh, you know, I think the stock, you know, it opened at like, uh, cra- bucks. Yeah. it shot up to 60 and then, you know, I mean, now it's trading above 500. It's, you know, <laughs> and that's in like, you know, 18 months or something or less. That's, like, you know, that's crazy. 22 and, bucks to 500 or something. Um, and, um, I wrote it up to, I don't know, hundred bucks or something. And then I sold it. And then, you know, and then it got to like 180 and I started shorting the stock and I thought I was really clever. I thought, you know, here I am. I'm gonna short. I'm gonna short Zoom. There's no way they, you know, it should have gone up that fast. And so I started shorting Zoom. I think at 160. And um, uh, you know, I thought, nah, you know, this thing's overheated. You know, started shorting it at 160, and, I, and I'm and I'm laughing because I'm like, oh, I'm shorting it with their own money. And uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, they proved me wrong. They, I think I ended up bailing out at 185. Thank God. And then, you know, I just kept going. And going <laughs> yeah, and going. Go. Still going. Went, yeah, still, still going. It's it, it's crazy. And did you have that name for a long period of time? Was that an early? Um, no, not for a long period of time. Okay, okay. That's a, that's that's a, a great good one. flip then. It's a damn good flip. <laughs> flip what we call a lot of pain, pain attached. <laughs> what about can we, let's move on then to to yep. x.com to uh to elon musk that's crazy i i mean i didn't even know there was one letter dot coms are, are they literally every letter of the alphabet dot com no there's only three there's only three, three. I, I i actually know the guy there's this guy in um florida or north carolina or something he um this guy adam Great, great guy. A very interesting guy. I, I sold pizza.net for him way back in the day. He was one of the guys uh-huh. who set up the actual original backbone infrastructure of the internet on the East Coast. Wow. And, um, um, you know, that's actually like you know, a whole other podcast in and of itself. There's just some interesting wow. stuff there. But anyways, um, he actually registered, I don't remember how many, I think like 14 or 16 or something of the, of the one letter.coms. And then they ended up pulling them all back. And then the only ones that got grandfathered in were some of the ones that are actually in like commercial use, like Q.com was Press Communications, um, Z.com was Nissan for their Z line of cars. Yeah. And then um, uh, X.com was actually originally registered by a lawyer. I want to say in Texas. I don't know. It doesn't matter, but uh, it was. he registered it. He was using it for his, I think, I don't know if it was a redirect or if he actually had the law practice there, but he had registered it and, uh, you know, was able to grandfather that. And then Elon Musk subsequently bought it from him. And, um, and then, you know, X.com and PayPal with Peter Thiel ultimately yep. sort of merged. Yep. And then there was, you know, some infighting about what the name should be. PayPal won, it became PayPal. PayPal got sold to eBay eBay ended up with X.com. They farted around with it a little bit. At some point, it was like a developer network and then, you know, whatever. But it basically just sat there doing nothing. And then at some point, um, they were going to sell it. I think they received an unsolicited offer uh, from China. I was approached 
Um, you know, I won't give any details really, but no, no. I was approached that the domain was going to be for sale or, or that it was actually about to be sold. And that, you know, was there anybody else that might pay that kind of price um, without it being sold to China? And, um, and I said, uh, yeah, I think I might have the right guy. And, uh, and ultimately, uh, I sort of represented uh, Elon to acquire it. Um, but um, yeah, it was. Uh, it That's was, some serious uh, shit, by the way. Yeah, I'm <laughs> just saying. Dumbfounded. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, you know, I mean, it, 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 it was it, for me. That's a it was a career. You know, it's a career highlight. I, you know, it, it basically is like the pinnacle. I, you know, X.com is the most valuable domain name on the internet. Period, hands down. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah, How can you I, forget I it? Promise you. I you can't you forget it. Valuable domain. Even if all other letters of the alphabet were available, X.com, I think, is still the most valuable domain name in the world. Um, wow. I, I, I just think it's, uh, it's you know, it's, it's yeah. the ultimate variable. It's everything and nothing. It's, it's yeah. It's, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. amazing. Fantastic. Amazing. What about prime.com for Amazon? Uh, yeah, I mean, we helped uh, we helped that sale as well. I can't say much. I think people are getting the gist that uh, yeah. basically all the big corporations have come through you, Andrew, to buy their domain yeah. name. Your phone rings and and someone on the phone is from a major corp or Elon Musk saying, "I need to buy a domain name." Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, typically. <laughs> Somebody yep. representing somebody, so, but yes. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So other than sticking electrodes on Andrew's nipples um, <laughs> uh, or testicles, we're not going to get anything out of him. So uh, we, we, I think we'll leave that in line. Uh, that's, a, that's a good advert for your your privacy and respect. I'm to, a robot, uh, so the, you know, the electrodes won't work anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, I suppose part of it has to be for doing, doing so, uh, this game. Well, compared to when you started, Andrew, is it easier to sell... Um, these premium domain names now, say than five, 10 years ago? Yes. Um, yes. I mean, you know. Because the market's uh, gone up, right? Yeah, there's a few things. So um, one is, is you know, as price goes up, which price, as long as I've been doing this game, as far, as far back as I can see, price seems to keep going up on your domains. Um, and so as that happens, and obviously you've got ups and downs just like in any you know, sort of business cycle, but um, the trend is just clearly up, right? One word.com, mm. two letters, three letters, you know, four letters. I mean, CCTLD is included. I, I think that yeah. great domains, you know, that are, that are coherent with their appropriate extension just continue to go up in, in value. And I don't think that that should be a shock or a mystery to anybody. It's like, we've got more people coming online, we've got more businesses going digital. And yeah. there's only so many good domains in each domain extension and only so many extensions really matter for any individual market. And so it's like, yeah. why wouldn't those values be going up? And so as that happens, you know, it, it, it sort of forces businesses and, and, and you know, investors and um, decision makers to just realize the criticality of these domain names. And, um, you know, and then people go either searching for education around the subject or it's punches them in the face um, by necessity. And um, as that happens, you know, I, you know, it, it, it's a network effect. So it's, you know, happens to one and then that spreads to two and then that spreads to four. And then, so, you know, I think I would love, 
quite frankly, you know, this is a, it's a difficult question for me to answer succinctly because in the course yeah. of, let's say, the last 10 years I've been doing this, or let's say, I think you said five. Uh, and five is a great, you know, in the last five, I've really seen significant acceleration. But yeah. if I actually look back and I think, where should we be compared to five years ago? We should be a lot further than we are. Um, and, you know, it's re very recently, I actually, you know, realized why that is, but we'll, we'll get to that maybe later. But, um, uh, I, you know, we are improving. Edu it's all about education, right? It's, it's it is. this podcast, it's the main yep. sure fight. And, yep. and, I, and I love to see it. I think we're seeing more people bringing more eyeballs, more perspectives, more audiences to domain names. You know, I'm seeing yeah, mainstream media mentioning these things in passing. And if you're paying attention and you know what you're looking at, you think, oh, that has an implication, right? Somebody's listening to that. And, um, uh, you know, I, I said it four or five years ago, I, I gave a um, sort of a keynote speech um, at, at, at uh, I don't know what it was called, but it was a, it, it was at Amazon headquarters in Seattle. Uh, Michael Seiger hosted it. Mm -hmm. And, um, uh, you know, we, it was sort of billed as a domain Sherpa segment and or, or, or event and um, Sherpa Summit, what I don't know. Anyways, I, I gave this keynote speech. We, you know, we talked about um, what sells domain names and, you know, um, necessity ultimately sells domain names. Yeah. And, and that necessity is just accelerating very quickly. And, um, you know, uh, yeah, I had a, I had a, I had an underlying point I wanted to get to, and I, I totally lost my train of thought. It'll, it, it'll come, it'll come back to you. And so look, you're, yeah. what you're saying about, uh, educating the market is one of the reasons I started doing a domain podcast 13 years ago was, well, first of all, to educate myself, but educate the market at the same time and have a, a dual yeah. purpose. And I think, I think we have come quite a long way but in many respects not because I still have conversations with people who are business people who have no idea at all about the value of domain names and it's sort of a secondary thought if that so I think we've still got a long way to go in terms of educating the, the general market I mean it's great that other mm -hmm. domain investors tune into all of our podcasts and watch all that sort of stuff but um, we're sort of yeah. preaching to the choir uh, yeah. in respects to a lot of a lot of that point so i think yeah yeah and that's why ed and i really wanted to get you on andrew as well um yeah. because what you're talking about is like you know in america they, they seem to get it a lot more than australia but for our australian audience we're finding we're running about i don't know five or six years behind in this sort of online branding um concept of the best domain name for your business and and as a domain broker not on your level but as a, as a pretty big domain broker in Australia, I'm, I'm finding it's now starting to swell up. So um, especially with companies wanting these short one word .com.au's in Australia. So it, all these stories that you're telling about, like the, the big wide world out there, we're seeing it and our audience, I think, seeing it as though this is, this is kind of what's happening in Australia. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Bubbling up. Yeah. So, you know, I think on that point, you know, uh, how, if, he, if, if we think about why do people educate themselves about a particular subject, you know, there has to be an incentive. There's a reason, yep. right? It's, it's because of uh, they're, they're, they're worried about uncertainty. They're in need of or seeking a new 
you know, field to make money in or a hobby, um, you know, or, or security, um, you know, security was actually the underlying point I wanted to make before is that I think uh, yes. data security is, is one of the big factors. I always say it, it's like you can sell, you can sell anything with a carrot or a stick or a combination thereof. And I typically believe that uh, yeah. usually the stick that closes the deal, even if the carrot is what entices people to start, you know, completely sniffing yep. around. Yep. And um, the fear of loss is yeah, very so, strong. So, yes. And so, yeah. um, you know, I think at that point, it's like, what, why do people educate themselves about domain names? And, you know, ultimately, um, it's usually the punch in the face because suddenly, you know, they have a marketing campaign and they need a particular domain and they don't know how to get, a, get it. Yeah. Uh, they don't know what it's worth or they, you know, somebody's asking a lot of money. They don't know whether that's fair or not. Um, you know, whatever it might be, there's some incentive. And yeah, um, I think that, uh, the thing that's lacking is a financial incentive as a part, you know, I, we're missing a carrot as opposed to just the stick. Yeah. And right now it really is the stick that closes sales. It's, it's usually the reason why people are forced to pay the price and buy the domain. And we don't have a product, right? Like I, I, I'm out there waving the flag, preaching. You guys are out there. Lots of people are out there. We're like, yeah, we, Hey, why isn't anybody paying attention to domain names? We've got this awesome undervalued asset class. Hey, 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 us over here. Hey, guys, why don't you come and invest? And then, you know, occasionally somebody turns around, they go, what's this guy talking about? You know, you know, all right, I'll listen. What, what do you got? And they go, what am I supposed to do? I got, you know, yeah, I got $100,000. I want to invest in your, your, your supposed asset class. What do you want? What should I do? And then I sit there and I go, uh, I don't know. Uh, go to GoDaddy auctions. And it's like, well, what am I going to do? I'm going to go compete against you? I can't compete against you. You know, you've been doing this. You know, you're, you're the guy out there preaching, you know? Uh, you know, you, you can't. It, it, there's nothing. We don't have a product to offer the market. We don't have something to entice people to come and educate themselves about domain names because we're just like a little nascent industry of mostly trolls talking amongst ourselves, preaching to ourselves about, you know, this, this, it's great big domain names. It's a panacea, you know. This esoteric, but, uh, yeah. Yeah, but it's, really it's, what we need, uh, uh, you know, what we need is a financial incentive. We need to create a, a market for trading these assets, mm. uh, you know, that will create liquidity. And that liquidity, liquidity and that transparency, magic and that activity will... By nature, it's like a magnet. It'll create a vacuum that will draw yeah. people in. There's $23 trillion, soon to be $26 trillion in the world right now, swashing around, earning a negative yield, right? It's yeah. begging for a new asset class to encumber with more debt. It's begging for a new asset class to collateralize in order to create more economics, right? Uh, domain needs to be that, but we need... We need an actual product offering to offer the financial yeah, you know, market. Because we're too fragmented at the moment. We don't, it's all yeah. over the place. There is, there, I mean, you buy a stock, you can go, okay, well, that stock's trading at 75 cents today and you can cash in and you can cash out. Um, but, you know, domain names is a very, very different story. There's yeah. a, it's, yeah. it's not just time in the market, it's timing. It's time in, it's a whole host of uh, 
combination of things. The, timing the right is buy. really 99% of this business yeah. is timing. Yeah, definitely. And that's why patience is probably, uh, you know, the most important skill more than anything else. I mean, I, I know people that pick really bad domain names, but if you have a long enough time horizon, they end up selling. You know, where, where you get into trouble is if you just keep buying bad domain names and you're paying yes. the renewal fees. But, you know, like, you know, the reality is, is, is if you're a fool if you think that you're unique, right? There's nobody in this world that's unique. Everybody has somebody else. That, 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 that they're, they're the other people that it's not going to be just one, you know, it, there's other people that think like you act like you do, you know, think whatever it is you think you've created or somebody else who's done the same. Some yep. people take action. Some people don't. Some people have circumstances that don't allow them to express the things they know, believe, feel, etc. Some do, but you're not unique. And so uh, if you think you know, if you can think of something that you turn into a domain name, there's somebody else that's going to see the same value. Yeah. And what we don't have is visibility, right? So there's no visibility into the market. There's no, there's no way to properly search the market. There's no way to really make any type of comparative um, no. uh, uh, observations in the market of, well, I'm considering this domain. What are my other options that would be comparable? You know, and, and how are they relative to value? It, it, these tools don't exist. And so if you want to invest into the domain market, the only way to do it is to be an expert. You got to like, you know, somehow become an expert and then come and compete against all these other people who, you know, believe themselves to be experts and, and are- And the only way to do that is domain. to do the, the deep dive and do the trial and error and lose a bunch of money, right? It's the only but way. But that's not scalable, right? Like that's, we're yeah, not no. going to build this industry that way, right? Like yeah. it's no. nice to keep adding five, 10, a hundred people a year they call themselves a domain investor and join forums and watch the videos. And that's yeah. great. Right. I, I, I highly encourage that. And I'm out yeah. there preaching and doing that. And I'm not accomplishing much more than that myself, but at the same time, I'm also cognizant of the fact that that isn't going to get us to the next place. What's going nice. to get us to the next level is a, a, a product offering that allows somebody to passively get exposure to the domain name asset class in a expertly managed curated way yeah so so when you're coming up with that andrew <laughs> he's working but on maybe it, right? that ties us in andrew i mean to um to blockchain technology because maybe there's something that can be said about domain names uh synchronizing with uh cryptocurrency and, and blockchain ledgers across the board what do you think about that um, okay, so so there's a lot of ways to unpack that question. So so there's decentralized DNS. That's one subject. I think that's super interesting. You know, if if I sort of ignore all my own biases, or at least try to, it's possible. But if I try to ignore all my own biases and I think about what is the eventual outcome of two competing internets, a decentralized one and a centralized one or semi-centralized one. You know, I, I think that um, decentralized technology will win in almost every case, almost every time. So I have to believe that, I don't know what the time frame is, but I do believe that ultimately a decentralized root zone file is a yeah. better, it's, a, it's, a, it's just a more resilient, you know, a more, 
it's more a, secure, fair, more multifunction. Yeah, it's just a better, yeah. it's a better technology. And ultimately, if it's a better technology, it should win. And it yeah. probably is 10x better. You know, it, you know, they say you're not going to disrupt a legacy technology unless it, you're, you're at least 10x better. And I think it probably is once it's become mature and we've flushed out some of these new functionalities um, like identification and payments and all of this stuff. Once all that gets flushed out, I think, you know, decentralized root zone starts making a lot of sense. Um, and then the question is, does a decentralized root zone win or does the legacy root zone, you know, evolve into yeah. the decentralized architecture? Yeah. And yeah. I tend to believe that that's what happens is, you know, it's the latter that, that somehow, some way the yeah. bureaucracy and red yes. tape of, of, <laughs> of, you know, I can does get cut through and there is brought into I have it. no idea what that looks like or how that yeah, happens. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah, but yeah. I, I, I guess it's probably like everything else little by little and then all at once. And, yeah. um, uh, you know, the other way to unpack your question is, um, how do domain names start interacting with blockchains? And then I think it comes back to what we just said, which is like identity payments, yeah. Yeah, um, everything you know, on a domain name. Yeah. Basically like travel, kind of yeah, you know, yeah. think of a domain name like your wallet and your passport. Yeah. And you know, that can, those are things that can be used for multiple purposes, for storing yes. money, yeah. for storing yep. sensitive information. Yeah, your email, your WhatsApp account, your Twitter, like everything all in one. And logins for everything. Yeah, so it's like, yeah. Why, we, we, people have been looking for the holy grail of single sign-on. And, you know, it's been staring you in the face at the birth of the internet. It's like your domain name should be your single yeah, sign-on. Exactly. Right? Like, doesn't that make a lot of sense? Like That, you know, does, that it, does make a lot of sense. It, um, it, it's, I, I don't know of any domain registrar where you can go and, like, pay in cash. Do you? Uh, like, no. I think at one point you could go to Network Solutions and, like, drop off an envelope. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. Back, back in 95 or something. So, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But, but um, so so, they, so then it's like that, that seems to me like the ultimate point of of identity validation should be at that level, and if we have that, then we're able to protect everybody, you know, corporate and individual yes. data privacy, and you can navigate this cyber world entirely, whether it's transparently or pseudo anonymously through your domain name yeah and i think that that just is that just makes sense like that does, yeah that seems like the most elegant solution to these problems of digital payments yeah digital identification yeah. yep data privacy you know domain names seem like the simplest lowest common denominator most elegant solution to those problems i, I i'm not smart enough to know how the logistics and the plumbing works but it seems like that's the way that it will play out. And then yeah, that converges it, it beautifully with things like Bitcoin, where yeah, um, you know, they you can met with Bitcoin or, or some derivative uh, 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 digital currency on top of it. Um, you know Yeah, I think, I think um, micro payments and yeah, yeah. Well domain names were 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 invented really to, to mask the complicated like DNS numbers because we can't remember all those numbers. So exactly. why wouldn't yeah. a domain name be used also as a 
as a front end. And, and there's so much name, all the other stuff. Yeah, totally. And there's so much power that's untapped in DNS records, right? Like, yeah, you, you can just simply use a text record to enter a wallet address. You can yes. get so many different, I, you know, look, I am yeah. so technically uh, uh, handicapped when it comes to understanding inner workings of DNS. But it's a, it's a, it's a subject that fascinates me. And, yeah. and it's one of the things that I really want to brush up on is understanding all of the capabilities of DNS. Because I think, and I, we had a really interesting conversation with Jonathan Frakes, Jothan, Jothan Frakes, uh, uh, a week or yeah, two ago. Yeah, that was a good, good show. Um, that, was on, that came and, out today. Yeah. yeah, okay. So I didn't even know it got published yet. And yes, <laughs> you know, we, we dive into that a little bit. And he is, uh, you know, somebody who is an expert on the subject. And there is so much that hasn't been flushed oh, out. There is so yeah. much that can be done with DNS. Scratch the scratch of the scratch. People are trying to do with much more complicated solutions that, mm. that aren't as elegant and simple. And, you know, I, I do believe that ultimately the elegant solutions will win. And all of these other things are sort of just test beds and experiments and yeah. Um, it, it's going to be interesting. It's fascinating. It's it is fascinating. We had the guys from uh, Unstoppable Domains on a couple of years back now, and that's um, and that was something that yourself and Jothan uh, discussed on the episode. That's a bit more of a deep dive into that subject. We'll put a link to that uh, episode yeah, yeah, of Domain Sherpa. They've um, created a dot, dot ETH um, blockchain internet at domain. Dot crypto. Dot yeah, 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 right. Yeah, there's a... I don't know what the Godzilla is, but... But, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, we're talking about the future here, like... Um, well, it's probably... <laughs> I think I think the combination of things to do with, with blockchain and domains is probably where domains were sort of in 1995. It's probably yeah. in that... In, yeah. it, it, like, we... Well, just it's like, very, oh, this very, is a cool thing to use for email, right? Yeah. And, Completely. And so that's exactly where we're at. It's like, yep. oh, wait a minute. We can do this with domains. Oh, you know, oh wait, we can cut out all that BS that everybody was working on. just like, yeah. connect, right? It's like, at so its simplest form, a domain name is the digital bridge exactly. between human communication and intent and the digital world. And so it's like, seems to me like that should be the direct path to all of these digital problems. Yeah. yeah. So whether we're talking about the future or current, I mean, people still need, they're going to need a good domain name. And especially .com is, has been king since the beginning. It's probably yeah. going to remain king even in the future. So how, if someone was starting a business today, what would be a good process for them to, I mean, they couldn't obviously do it straight away if they're starting a business, but what's a good process for them to work on maybe getting their dream domain name a couple of years down the track? Well, you know, uh, I disagree a little bit with that statement. I think um, today you're probably right. It's difficult for somebody starting a business to get their dream domain name on day one or, or day 20, whatever that may mm -hmm. be. Um, I, I think that where we need to go um, to achieve the full value for the market to recognize, the market price to recognize um, or, or converge with the value of these domain names um, is that we need to be able to get that business on the best possible domain name on day one. And okay. uh, we need to get more domain names into the hands of people who are out there trying to build businesses. Yeah. And I think that we just need to stop 
looking at the world of domain names as you buy a domain name and then you sell a domain name. You know, I, I think that's a great model for like, a lot, you know, the smaller domains. And I think that that's, you know, the necessary model for people who are trying to build up a portfolio of domains and get started in the domain business as an investor. Um, but I think that longer term, midterm, longer term, the market will and should move towards a sort of hybrid of a lease and with an option. And mm. I think that, you know, give these people a path to ownership, Yep. Um, give them a value that you can both agree on, but maybe it's an impossible valuation for them today. But that doesn't mean that the domain isn't worth that. Just because mm. your particular buyer at a particular time can't afford to pay the value of the asset they need and you own doesn't mean that you can't achieve that value. You just can't achieve it in that moment. What you need is get them to build the value into the domain. You've got to back in back into it. So yes. that put, they got to put some skin in the game. They got to start working on the domain. Stop being distracted. Some .io, .co, get this, try this. Stop. Just get the right domain on day one. Get a lease, get a, get a lease that you can afford, right? Yep. If it's $2,000 a month and you're talking about a $100,000 domain name, you know, you know, let's say it's $500 a month on a $10,000 domain name. That's a 12% annual yield. Tell yeah, me where you're going to find a 12% annual yield backed by an asset. No, no that's genius and it makes sense, Andrew. The problem we've got in Australia is our silly governing body has... Uh, Made it hard. Well, you guys have got your own head. Yeah, you guys have got, yeah, we've got, yeah, we've got our own. We've got our own shit to deal oh, with. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you've got to, we've got a rally. This is to make this sure is why Andrew. Yeah. This is yeah, why Andrew. You've got some shit to deal with. That 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 those are some very silly uh, uh, yeah. rules. You know, it comes back to something I was saying. I think with Nat Cohen, and uh, you know, I don't know. It's so weird to me that you know, it only takes a simple Google search. Like you really don't need a, a, a you know a, a, a degree in economics to understand that speculation is an absolutely critical and essential factor to a healthy market. You cannot, and I repeat, it is impossible to create a healthy market without speculation. Of course, it's just it, it, you cannot do it. You know, you 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 will never allocate. It, it's the reason why we have so many bad companies still operating today is because we're allocating capital, misallocating capital, malinvesting capital into bad businesses. Bad <laughs> businesses shouldn't own great domain names. They should be on crap domains and they should go bust. And then those, <laughs> the, 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 whatever resources are left should be reallocated to somebody who's yeah. better. Yes. Or willing yeah, to yeah, take yeah. a risk to try and be better. And so that's yeah. the same with domain names. Domain names should be looked at more like capital and less like, some backwater, you know, of course, yeah, nascent yeah. asset. You know, Pe it, people will go and buy a house. They'll go and buy a house and spend a million dollars on a house and have a three thousand yeah. uh, dollar a month lease on a house. Uh, it's really there's there's no difference except the actual domain name can generate income probably better than any investment property ever will. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. and it's just yeah, it, I think there needs to be uh, if you're going to use it. 
if you're going to use it exactly but it got yeah. to, it has to go into the right hands of the people who are going to make the best use of and, of and, the, and so the way the we do that and the way we do that and that you know just think about it the more names you take off the market and put into the hands of productive entities absolutely while retaining your ownership right let these people build value for you yeah. give these domain, yeah, wow. not give them i they need skin in the games you need to get your value but i mean in what world is a 12 percent annual yield not a great value you got a domain that you think is worth 100 grand this guy's yep. willing to pay you five or ten grand today because that's all he can afford one thing has nothing to do with the other nothing at all five grand here five grand yeah Boom. yeah that's domain genius. is in your hands zero there's so zero the risk to you and yep. it's a win-win on five, both sides because they, they couldn't afford it you cannot keep your floors clean for no, $500 a month. You can't. <laughs> you got to buy sticky mats and things like that. You spend more than $500 a month. If you have 10 employees, you spend more than $500 a month in coffee. And you want to tell me it's not worth it to get your the, the yeah. best version.com and your domain name? What? You're out of that's your mind. You shouldn't even be yeah. in business. You should just close your doors right exactly. now. And don't exactly. Work somebody else. That's exactly yeah, so exactly people that it. offer $500 for a good domain name, like they're never going to make money. They don't get it straight no, up. No, they're small thinkers, small thinkers. Yeah. And uh, yeah. it's always a, a great example, I think, and we'll put a link to it as well, is uh, candy.com with Rick Schwartz's mm. uh, sale. That's a, I think that's a very good example of having some uh, leasing a domain or not leasing a domain, um, doing a payment plan in this particular example, but also yeah, with having equity. a percentage in the company. With equity. Show. He's talked about so, it a few places, yeah. Yeah, I think I think getting creative with the sale of the domain is important. Look, I think the candy.com sale, there's so many lessons in there to be learned on, yeah. on, on many levels. You know, it's like, okay, great. I mean, phenomenal. The, the original deal, phenomenal, right? Rick saw the value. This is the yeah. value. What are you going to do to build a business that is worth that value? And then, great, you've got a plan that fits with the, the value of this domain. Let's go do it. Go build your business. You know, I need to make mine. I want to come along for the ride. You build something amazing. I want a piece of that. That's exactly what it should be. Okay. And then the business suddenly gets to a point where either, you know, maybe the economics of the original deal don't quite make sense anymore. Maybe the business is, you know, has exceeded expectations and the value of the domain name is no longer commensurate with the value of the deal. It's whatever the circumstances may be, but you found a good partner. And I think Rick found a good partner in candy.com yep. and they were able to change the deal in ways that they made sense for everybody, renegotiate if needed. But it was a deal that was a win-win for everybody. And there's multiple iterations of that deal from what I understand. Yes. And, you know, and- yeah. That's it. And the point in all of this is you need to find the right buyer with the right, the highest and best use case of yeah. vision that is commensurate with the value of the name. You know, if you want to go sell lemonade and you just, you want to be the best lemonade stand in the world, but you think you deserve lemonade.com, you don't need lemonade.com. Go get drinklemonade.com or lemonade.drink or lemonade.shop or whatever, right? Lemonade.market. Go get something that is commensurate with selling lemonade. If you want to be a multi-billion dollar insurance company and lemonade.com resonates with what you believe is going to be your audience, but hey, you're the right buyer for lemonade.com, right? Yeah. So you need to find a vision that is commensurate with the value of a particular domain or what the owner perceives as the value of a particular domain. And, uh, 
you know, yeah, and, and look, find a, a way to make a deal between these two parties that works, right? Yeah, you, know, both sides. you don't need your you don't need your pound of flesh on day one. Yeah, Just that's get the point. name into the hands of somebody who's going to build the value that you see in the name, mm. unless you're going to do it, right? If you're not going to build the value, then get the name into the hands of somebody who is. Find yeah. the right partner with the right highest and best use case. Get it, put that name to work and let the name start making money for you. That's so, so that's true. And it's a, it's a good segue to uh, something I'd like to dig a bit deeper into, which is your uh, fantastic interview with Michael Saylor from microstrategy.com. Um, mm-hmm. Talking about many things, but the, the, the value of domain names. But, uh, and for those who are listening who, who aren't aware, uh, Michael Saylor owned voice.com, which sold last year for 30 million, um, setting a public book, a public record uh, a high for a domain name that we're aware of, unless uh, you know of any that sold for higher, Andrew. But um, I think that particular interview was one that will get referenced for many years to come. Um, what one of my the- favorite points was when, when you guys, you Andrew, you guys talked about um, to sell a domain name for thirty million, you have to turn down like twenty-two million or twenty-five yeah. or twenty. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, and but that that was yeah. So, what what was your because um, I could tell watching you do the interview, you were were chomping at the bit like you could have probably gone for ten hours talking to him. Yeah, uh, yeah and he could too. He could too. We've spoken several times subsequently and, um, you know, he is as passionate about domain names as I am. You know, I think uh, Bitcoin is currently the shiny new object in his focus. And, and, and yes, so his, you know, and he also bought $425 million. million. Of it. So, so, you know, I, <laughs> Just a you know good reason that's where he's spending a lot of his time and focus right now in, in, yeah. in, in his public discussion. But he is equally as passionate about domain names as, as I am. And so it really was a pleasure speaking with him. And uh, uh, we've had some fascinating conversations since. Um, I, you know, I hope to get him back and, 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 and sort of flush out some of the other ideas that we've had. But yeah, it was, uh, that was, you know, Bex.com was sort of the career pinnacle domain sale. Yeah. Um, the, you know, my interview with Michael Saylor was sort of the career pinnacle interview that I've done. Um, you know, if nothing else, just because of, you know, e- even the voice.com sale aside, um, I, you know, as somebody who literally spends all day, every day speaking to some of the best and brightest of the, of the world, the yep. smartest, fastest growing entrepreneurs in the world, VCs, you know, huge fortune 1000 companies, you know, very, 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 very few people get it. And I would argue almost none get it to the degree that Michael Saylor does. And so that was really a pleasure uh, to speak with somebody who really understands fundamentally that criticality of, of, of domain names. Yeah. God knows how many people have sent to watch that. I mean, it's like, it's like, that is uh, like, how can you, you can't really top it in terms of, uh, convincing or not even convincing, but demonstrating the usage points of, of domains and everything. So well done. It was, it was it's a perfect moment in time as well, especially the whole, the Bitcoin cryptocurrency thing and such a powerful 
premium um, <coughs> dot com selling for thirty million dollars. It's 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 a it's a great moment in time as well. Yep. So you you were mentioning on Twitter the other day, <coughs> um, uh, winning the winning the domain game. Was, yeah, it was, it was a topic too. of conversation. It was a topic of conversation. So, yeah, you said, Andrew, you're going to stay in, a, you know, be a domain broker and stay in the domain name game for as long as until you win the game. A, until you win the game. So, what does that yeah. quantify as? What is the picture? What is your idea so of winning I, the I, game? I I love you know these are the way I use Twitter. You know, it's like I, I <laughs> sometimes I'm just doing it for fun. Sometimes I'm bored. But but you know, most of the, my original posts that I post, it's you know, it's just. I have a random thought and then I, and I flush it out, you know, by typing yep. it into Twitter. And, um, you know, I, I, oftentimes, and with good reason, I get, you know, sort of misunderstood, uh, you know, and it was less about pounding my chest in that one than it was about, um, it, you know, it was, it was more about the second part of the sentence. It was like, you know, at what point is enough? And, and so, you know, to your point, good what, question. what does winning look like? And, um, you know, for me, uh, it actually ties directly in with the earlier part of our conversation, which is winning to me looks like um, domain names becoming an investable asset class for, right. you know, anybody, anybody that wants to passively participate in domain names. Uh, I fundamentally believe that domain names are the most undervalued asset class on the face of the planet. Completely. I also fundamentally yeah. believe that we've done absolutely nothing to change that. And so, <laughs> and um, I think, Shit. <laughs> so I think that, uh, you know, winning for me looks like I've been out there with a sniper rifle one by one, teaching people, converting executives and investors and founders and, you know, to, upgrade their best version, brandmatch.com, domain name. Um, I've been doing that. I've been doing the hard work. Uh, I've been doing Domain Sherpa. And whether I was a guest or, or since we've owned it, um, you know, for the sole purpose of growing the pie. And, uh, yeah. and, and, and again, as I said, I think I lost track of the fact, or, or not even lost track. I just was blind, of, blind to the fact that all of that is very, you know, it, it, it's going to create very minimal incremental growth. What will create significant and exponential growth will be the introduction of the, you know, something that allows anybody that wants exposure to domain names as an asset class, anybody that subscribes to the thesis that digital real estate is, um, uh, uh, dislocating physical commercial real estate um, can express that thesis, that can express that worldview, that can they, they, they can they, they can express it financially by investing into domain names as an asset class in some form or another, and um, and 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 so that's what winning for me looks like, and that's what I'm trying to work on. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Right. I think so. It's. It's an always, it's always like a work in progress. We're always trying to be better, right? We're always trying to win more. I I, I mean, you know, to me that's obvious. To me, to, to me, yeah, that's, yeah, like, right. you know, that's what everybody should be doing. Just like you know, if you're not waking <laughs> up every day and going, how do I make my world better? How do I make yeah. myself better? 
how do I make, you know, my family situation better? How do yeah. I make the world better? And if you're not waking up every day and going, you know, I want more today, more yeah. winning. I want more better. Right. I mean, that's how I wake. I wake up and I'm like, yeah. I can't wait till I have my fourth cup of coffee. Yeah. So I'm full <laughs> speed ahead, you know, like, how am I going to make today better? Uh, and, and it doesn't work every day, but no, uh, no, that's uh, right. But, you know, it's funny. I, I, I post things on Twitter and then I get all this feedback that makes me think most people are waking up every day going, you know, I don't want to make the world better. I want to make it more like what I want it to look like, you know, uh, instead of. Yeah, yeah, not, yeah. not the right direction. Else. No, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but it's, oh, I think it's interesting, though, because the last nine months or so, um, have been fascinating in terms of watching in some ways the the world catch up to the, the world of online and digital through necessity so yeah in a in in a sort of non-pleasing way in the sense of wish that wish all this crap didn't happen and all these people hadn't been affected and died and all that it's that's the, the, the absolute obvious downside to it but the yeah. upside to it has been awareness and people going, oh shit, this internet thing, we really need to be on this. <laughs> so yes. it's like, which yeah, I, I guess found a lot of humorous. Realizing that they can still operate. They just didn't know that they could just still operate online. Well, so, you know, I don't remember, I don't know. I mean, I've said it in, in less eloquent ways. I think it might have been Michael Saylor actually who said it. It was like, um, you know, it's been about, you know, let's say a good decade, decade and a half of, of almost all of the, you know, let's say most of the world, with the exception of the most remote parts of the third world, you know, there's been a clear push of, okay, digitalization is here. Time to start thinking about how to go digital, start making plans about how to create, you know, the digital version of your business or a digital component to your business. And that was being discussed and it was, yeah, you know, we'll get to that and, you know, we'll create a budget for that. And, and then all of a sudden it was like, <laughs> we're either going out of business or you're going digital and you better do that in the next 24 yeah. hours. Yeah. yeah, and, yeah. Um, you know, and so, yeah, funny how, uh, you know, it was Michael Seller. You know, if he, if he, he said the only way to change human behavior is war. So the only mm. way that you fundamentally change human behavior is wars. You know, you, you want to completely shift human perspective in mass, human behavior in mass war. That's the only way. And what we're in is a war. Um, and so, uh, you know, there are varying, there are varying perspectives and on who is that war and with what yeah. uh, or for what. But uh, either way, I, I don't think it's a difficult stretch to say that we are at war in, in varying forms. And yeah. so when you're at war, you can change minds, you can change hearts very quickly. And uh, I think that's what's happened is, is you know, mm. things that were a nice to have are now a must have yeah. uh, in the digital world. Things that were a, yeah, we'll get to that are, uh, we need that yesterday. Uh, you know, there's a lot of, uh, you know, there's just a sense of urgency that happened with covid and yeah. so like many other things it just it, you know expedited that that visualization yeah, yeah. yeah no complaints on my side anyway cl so. clearly <laughs> that's good for clearly clearly that's for good for domain names
That is. Yeah. Now, now look, um, want to be conscious of your time because we have been talking, believe it or not, for an hour, which has disappeared yeah. in the, 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 the beat of a heart. Just for a it few always, minutes. It always manages to happen. I, you know, I got, I got, I got, um, I got about 10 more minutes. Okay. okay. Well, just for a few more minutes, because I'm into um, cryptocurrency myself as well. Um, are you only, are you just like pro Bitcoin or, or do you mess around with these like default? Oh, I, I, I've, messed a lot, I've messed around and lost a lot of money in a lot of Me too. Um, <laughs> I, 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 you know, a couple of things. Number one, I'm not a good trader. Um, you know, even in, even in uh, domain names, I'm, I'm not a particularly good trader. People think I'm a trader for some reason. I'm, I'm more of a collector. I, I, I buy things and I, I just hold them. Um, and so I'm definitely more of a collector. I've always been a collector my whole life. Stamps, rocks, coins, domains. Same here. Weird, weird things. I mean, I just, I collect weird things. And, uh, yep. Yep. Uh, uh, so yeah, I, 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 I'm a bad trader. And so I think there's interesting ways to trade some of this other stuff. And I know lots of people that have made lots of money trading all this other stuff, but that's not really my interest, right? You know, my, my, my business is domain names. And if I'm going to trade something, I'd probably, you know, get more into like sort of day trading domain names. But yeah, um, because at least there I have an advantage over most. Um, uh I don't have any interest, to be honest with you. I, I'm interested in sort of staying in touch with what's happening with alternative coins, yeah. altcoins, shit coins, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, um, yeah. Just because there, I think there's really interesting innovation or, and, yeah. and ideas happening there. But I look at it like an incubator. You know, there's a lot of interesting ideas that are happening there. At the end of the day, and, and, and there are people much smarter than me that can correct me if I'm wrong, but the way I look at it, big picture, is this. Bitcoin has the benefit of immaculate conception, okay, in the same yeah. way that Catholicism does. And money is more like religion than it is like science. Uh, and so money is a belief system. And so mm -hmm. um, if we believe that these pieces of paper that say, in God we trust, you know, is money. Um, yeah. And we believe, and I can exchange that with you, and you believe it has the same value that I believe it has. Um, if we believe Bitcoin is worth what it's worth, if we believe Bitcoin is a store of value, if we believe, you know, that it's a secure network where we can exchange value, um, then it's money. And yeah. uh, I think that that is very, very important. And I think that the fact that it was born of immaculate conception, um, and I, what I mean there is that, you know, we don't know who Satoshi Nakamoto is. I hope we never do. Um, yeah. I, I yep. think at this stage, you know, you know maybe we met or are not mature enough that, that it, wouldn't, it wouldn't, you know, destroy the network. But, but I do believe it would have a negative impact to know who Satoshi Nakamoto is, um, if he were still alive, at least. And... Um, um, but I think that, uh, it, it's the first one and it built the network effect and it's, yeah. you know, and it's it got 99% market dominance of work yeah. for, you know, work, uh, uh, um, proof of work, you know, uh, algorithm cryptocurrencies and, and, and I, that's it, you know, it won, it, the, the fight's over, it won. Everything else is just in my eyes, a, a scam to steal your Bitcoin. And so, yeah. um, 
I think that they're all super interesting. And I'm, I actually, for one, I, I'm glad that this ecosystem of, of altcoins exists because it's experimentation. And from that, you're going to find new and novel use cases for cryptocurrencies and mm. blockchain technologies. Yeah. And if those are proven out in the battlefield over a decade and the network is proven that it can, you know, securely operate with that unique and novel attribute, then we'll take those ones and zeros that make up that code and we'll slap it onto Bitcoin. Yep. Because at the end of the day, it's just ones and zeros. It's all code. Yeah. And so if it works on one blockchain and it can be bulletproof and proven, then we can find a way to integrate it into the code of, of Bitcoin later when yeah. there's a consensus to do so. And it believes that it will not impair in any way the security and performance of the legacy blockchain. So I, I, I don't really give a crap about any of this stuff. I, 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 I care in the sense that I like to keep up with what are the new and novel use cases mm. and the technologies that are being built. Um, but in terms of like, do I want to hold them as a store of value? Do I want to make an investment? Absolutely not. Zero, I have zero interest. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, you see your money better invested in domain names, which is what you've been doing and so successful at it. Yeah, if I'm going to actively participate yeah. in something, then then it's going to be in what I know best, and that's domain yeah. names. And, and if I'm going to passively, you know, if I'm going to generate profits from my business activities, and then I want to save those profits or invest those profits, then I want to sweep them into something that I believe will yeah. hold or improve the value of the value I've created through my business, right? What and profit is, trust. is value creation, right? Like yeah. I'm creating value for somebody and that's why I earn profit. You know, I, I'm, I'm out there doing things that, that people believe added value to the world. And for that, I'm rewarded with profits. And those profits, that if I want to store those profits for my ability to spend them later or invest them as I choose, then I need to put them into something that is going to securely store that value. And unfortunately, that is not a U.S. dollar anymore, right? <laughs> because, yeah, I mean, it used to be... Yeah. You know, it's been a long time since that made any sense to invest and save your dollars. Yeah. Whether that was U.S. dollars or Canadian dollars, Australian dollars. But it's been a long time since that made any actual sense because, you know, interest rates have been manipulated so low for so long. But it makes no sense now that they're not even hiding it anymore. They're just declaring war on cash. They're saying, look, you want to save your money? We're going to tax your ass. We're going to tax it through inflation. We're going to tax it through banking fees because yeah. the banks are now, you know, how do they make money in negative interest rates? Well, they got to start charging you fees. And so, no other barons. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you know, you cannot, you know, I, I love the analogy that Michael Saylor used, which is, you know, if you're sitting on cash, you're sitting on a melting ice cube. And <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah. you know, where, where are you going to put it? You know, and, and then yeah. it's like stock market. You know, I don't know, man. It looks, <laughs> a little, it looks a little crazy to me, right? I, you know, I. That's not to say I actually think it'll probably keep going up, but, 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 but I, I, I won't be in it, right? It's like, yeah. uh, you know, you guys keep running, right? I, I love it. You know, go to the moon. It's gonna be fun to watch. Yeah. 
but you know, I just don't want to be but the one that falls and, and, and fall at will. Uh, yeah. But it yeah, might yeah. keep going. You know, it might double soon before that happens. Who knows? Yeah, that, that, I mean, yeah. domains just make so much sense in that regard because it's a, it's a store of value, but also it's it is uh, a tool that generates income or can be a tool that well, generates value? income. Where, where do you where do you create value in an asset? Right. So there's scarcity. Yeah. Well, domains. Thick. Good domains, very scarce. Yeah. Very scarce. Okay. You know, 21 million bitcoins. Well, guess what? In the English language, we have somewhere between 30 and 50,000 com domain names. That's it. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good uh, uh, when I say .com, I mean inherently valuable, valuable ones. domain names yes. with a value that exceeds, let's say, at yeah. least $25,000. Okay. Yeah, well, that's so a good point. 30 yeah. to 50,000. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Done. Okay. Then, you know, um, no, that's excluding all the other languages, numeric, yeah, yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but yep. two letter.coms, three letter.coms, one word.coms, that's all you got. Okay. Um, uh, uh, you know, okay. So, so scarcity, check. Okay. Utility. So, yeah. domain names, you know, as we said before, like, I think we've only scratched the surface on what the utility of a domain is. Yeah, right? yeah, so yeah. far, so far, it seems to be pretty good for emails, pretty good for putting up a website, right? Just, you know, yeah. just in those two things, we've created a certain amount of value in market cap, okay? Yeah. Call it $2 billion a year in NAFTA market. And um, uh what about when domain names are how everybody, you know, that's their digital wallet. Yeah, well, yeah. Makes payment, increase, is their identification. You increase the utility of an asset, you increase its value. Okay, okay, good. Yeah. What about when we add identity, right? So if this is the, the value now, and then we add wallets, right? This is your digital payments, you yeah. know, thing. Now that now we get a little bit bigger, right? And then we add identity and now it's a little bit bigger. Right, and, and this is the value. This is the market cap. Yeah. And um, the more utility that we we discover in domain names, and, and I believe that there is probably, you know, at, let's say at a minimum half. We've only discovered half of the utility. And if I were to take a guess, I think we've discovered five to ten percent of the utility. And so I think that you know we've got a factor of somewhere between five and twenty at an absolute minimum uh, in domain value uh, appreciation simply because of just in the point of utility, just from increasing the utility, right? So scarce, utility, check, check, okay? And then demand. And yeah. so there's more and more people, right? Like over the next five years, we're gonna more than double the number of people who come online so in theory, yeah. that should double the demand, I, I, you know, roughly speaking, um, double yeah. the demand for domain names. Yeah. And then the cream always rises to the top. So in theory, that should at least double. I would guess that there's some exponential factor there for the mm. best of the best um, because it's like a pyramid, right? Like, you know, you expand the base, drives more value to the top. So, if, mm. you know, if, if you have this fixed number of premium demands and these, the base of users on the internet keeps expanding. You have an exponential increase in value at the top. So um, I think that, you know, again, five to 20 X increase in value just from the utility yeah. uh, that we discover over the next, let's call it decade. 
Um, I think that we at least double, probably two to five X um, the value from the scarcity and demand side as those two things meet. And I, sorry, from the demand side. And then if we go back to scarcity, we look at supply, it's like, well, every single day, me, you, and everybody else who's out there selling domain names and all the people who own domain names that sell them, you know, more and more domains are coming off the market. And what I can tell you is that it's absolutely clear that there are more domains going off the market than there are domains coming back into the market. And so with that stock to flow, which is how they measure the value of gold um, uh, or, or other scarce assets, uh, that, you know, clearly it yeah. would indicate that we're going to enter a parabolic phase where- Completely. Going for that good. that makes sense. That just makes yeah. sense. You know, these things go off the market and they're off the market forever, as I said. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you got demand increasing, supply decreasing, uh, you know, utility increasing and, uh, you know, and then ultimately, I guess, you know, this isn't necessarily intrinsic to value, although correlated, um, uh, which is like, you know, visibility or, or yep. attention. And, uh, you know, I'd argue that's also increasing. So, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, look, uh, you've convinced me, Andrew. I'm going to keep investing in domain names. Um, thank you for that. Because till I got on the show, I wasn't quite sure. But now I'm positive. <laughs> now I'm absolutely certain that uh, there's nothing else more worthy of my time. Um, but yeah, look, I'm dying. There's certainly like, nothing like, more fun. I mean, you know, it's like yeah. you're oh, look. getting exposed to all the different industries in the world. I and it's know. Like, you see a domain dropping and you're like, oh, that looks like a good domain. Let it's me go research fascinating. And then you start learning about a whole new industry or a whole new I know. You know, plant or an animal or a place or a tribe or, you know, who knows, foreign languages. You know, it's like, it I, never, I don't know. It I, never I can't ends. imagine any other industry that would like just expose you to so many different ideas and, and new things. It's fun yeah, and people. It, it is and people exactly, yeah, and this is um, a lot of weird so, people. <laughs> yeah, a lot of weird people, but interesting people. I mean, look, there's a lot yeah, of dull no, people. I, I love weird people. Weird, I mean, I weird, know, weird people like are, are great. People. Like I would classify, you know, not necessarily saying you're weird in a bad way, Andrew, but we're well, all, I'm super weird. We're weird. Know, sure. we're, we're, yeah. we're weird, eccentric, we're all, maybe. We all are. And um, but it's great. It's like you know, look, I look at all the domains I've got, and, the, and again, as you said, all the different sectors and topics and markets. And it's like I have a conversation with people, and they start talking about I don't know VPNs, and I go, but like, yeah, yeah, VPNs, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or we start talking about electric drums. Okay, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like it, it never ends because I look at all the, all the, the the domains, and I'm going, geez, that's a. Sp but it, it's great because you're constantly educating yourself about these sectors and markets that you potentially wouldn't have had any interest in. Um, so yeah, it's, it's fantastic. And look, we've uh, had a fantastic time talk to you, mate. I appreciate you coming on because I know you're a busy man. Time is money. Um, and uh, you've probably got to go and eat some sardines because uh, that was <laughs> we've, we've spoken about in the past. We're both both fans of sardines and some of the best sardines, sardines come from, from Portugal. So uh, I, I get all my sardines from Portugal, not directly from Portugal, but from an <laughs> importer in Australia. Um, and uh, Andrew gave me a link to a couple of his favourites. Um, so if you like sardines, look into Portu Portuguese sardines. They're, they're awesome. The best. 
the it, best. Absolutely I every awesome. day. Every wow. day. Wow. Yeah, awesome. and I'm not every day, but probably every second day. And I'm look, I was yeah. born in Scotland and we have some fantastic sardines in Scotland, but I think these top them, uh, which is yeah. saying something. Very, very much so. So uh Again, thank you for coming on. We would love to have you back on in the near future. Um, hopefully not as long as it took to get on this time. And that wasn't a fault of yours. That was just like yeah. we've, we've trying to connect with time zones. And it's an important lesson in being persistent. So, Absolutely. Well, no came doubt along. about it. Yes. Yes. So, uh, so well done. And congrats to all the huge successes you've been having and yeah making goals it's fantastic uh, love watching it um you'll see our uh, ugly heads on domain sherpa in the very near future um uh, and you were not privy to that whole interview it was just test but you'll get to get to see that we were talking awesome. australia up we're waving we were talking yeah, australia is the, it's the best country in the world there is no two ways here's the thing it, Most, i mean it's an amazing country it is an it, amazing country. I, I, you know, I, 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 I honestly, I think God, the truth is, is like my time in Australia was probably the best time of my life. It was really uh, an amazing, I just had an amazing time uh, exploring Australia. Unfortunately, I never made it to Perth. I never made it to the West Coast. You know, people are like, oh, you know, did you go here? Did you go there? Did you go to New Zealand? And I was like, man, do you have any idea how big Australia is? Like, <laughs> yes. I, I barely, you know, it's like, you that's know, right the distances are huge and like yeah uh you know i, I barely saw the east coast it was like i know we're telling uh, we're I, telling I, tess I, sorry we're, we're saying to test that uh, texas fits into western australia uh yeah. three and a half times it's like yeah people don't realize it's like oh australia it's that little island you know no 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 it's, it's a big Big bloody <laughs> island. There's not a lot in the middle of it. Stuff though. all in the middle, no. except for Alice Springs and a few other yeah. little dots and a lot of dust and yeah. heat. But uh, that's why we all live on, <laughs> the, on the coastal. Place, though. I, I, I took a bus ride for like a three-day bus ride to the center of Australia. And I was like, wow. That was a pretty unique experience. It kind of, I guess, feels like when you're sailing in the middle of the ocean with no visibility <laughs> to land. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. You know, the, 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 every once in a while, you got like you know, big old red kangaroo that jumps in front of your bus, and uh, yeah. you know, you got your the roo banger. I sat up in the yeah. front row of the bus because I was like, I just thought that was fascinating to see these red kangaroos like racing the bus, and then as soon as they get right in front of the bus, they just duck. They do a ninety yep. degree turn in front of the bus. <laughs> Crazy bastards! And the roo bangers yeah. just boom, you know, big old two, yeah, you got to have those three meter kangaroo. Yeah, yeah there's a few hundred meter. Uh, there's a few hundred kilometers. In the middle of Australia on the Nullarbor, where when you look around 360 degrees, you cannot see a single tree. It's just, just yeah. rubs. like you're in the, the, the a yellow matrix. It's like yeah. it's one of the yeah. longest straight stretches of road, and I've driven it back across. Yeah, I've driven, I've driven, driven it. Yeah, so uh, you got you haven't lived until you've driven from Perth to Adelaide. Um, but yeah, yeah <laughs> but look, you're saving the best to last. So. You, you know a couple of crazy Australians in Perth, and uh, you're welcome to come. Yeah. And we can show you a thing or two. Um, awesome. Uh, so thanks again for your time, mate. Great, greatly appreciate it. Ha have a super day, and thanks, thanks for everyone for me on. Thanks everyone for tuning in. And thanks, um, thanks Andrew. Thanks. Andrew. We'll, we'll catch you on the next episode of Domainer Show. Stay safe. Bye for now.